The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up? It's Tuesday, September 19th. We're here for Cowboys Storyline. I am Nick Eatman, and it is time to talk Dallas Cowboys football. We can do anything you want on a Tuesday. We can talk about the league. We can talk about the Cowboys facing the Cardinals coming up. We can go backwards to the the Jets win. We can go back to the Giants win. I'm sorry. I'm still on that one. That's fine. Uh, The fact that the Giants and the Cardinals have played, maybe people watch that game and and I know it was playing about the same time as the Cowboys but uh you know nowadays you can you can look at all that stuff online and see what the Cowboys might be facing this week we can talk about injuries we can talk about former players if you want to throw Cowboys blast from the past guys like that it always triggers a story uh so anything you want on Tuesday uh we'll call in 888-855-2297 the text line is always open 817-290-3298 Jerry Jones was on the radio this morning on 105.3 The Fan here in Dallas talking about a lot of things. He he mentioned some injuries, uh, and he he feels really good about some of the guys uh, having a chance to come back uh, this week, including Tyler Smith. Uh, That would certainly help the the Cowboys there at left guard. Looks like Zach Martin is going to be okay. Uh, He had an ankle injury. He'll he'll be, uh, should be able to to play in this game. So if that happens, then, I mean, the Cowboys could be at full strength for the first time this year on the offensive line. Um, Other injuries, Brandon Cooks, I think, has has a chance to play in this game. Same with Donovan Wilson. So if you can get all your guys back, for this game, facing a Cardinal team that's that's struggling, they're they're, they're competitive. They've they've had chances to win uh, and and help out the the Cowboys and, and the Eagles, I guess, for the in the NFC. But they've lost to Washington and lost to the Giants. Close games, always weird things always happen there in Arizona when the Cowboys face them. So, all right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's start it off like we always started off. It seems like Joe in Stamford. Joe, what is up? Hey, morning, brothers. Good to talk to you. You too. Well, a couple things. One thing after I listened yesterday, well, I I forgot to mention this, and I thought, well, somebody will mention it. Man, our kicker is killing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Brandon Aubrey. He sure sure is. Uh, He's been really good. What's your uh, what's your uh, comfort uh, level on that? On from one to a hundred, what would be your uh, meter of? Uh, uh, well, let's say seventy nine. Seventy nine, cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, he looks good. You know, he rushed that first kick, and then ever since then, he's. It seems like he's been in rhythm. And then, honestly, like you said yesterday, that fifty five yarder, I wasn't crazy about that. I was like, okay, let's just punt. You know, yeah, that's sort of the way I felt about it. Me too. But then he he nailed it, and I was like, well, okay. I know. You know, I, I was. I'm with you on that one. I. I uh... <laughs> I, I definitely wouldn't have done that, um, and and mainly because we haven't seen him make that kick before, at least not in the regular season. But you know, now now that he's made it, you feel a little bit better about it. But I'm still not crazy about that. And at that time in the game, and where the de- how the defense is playing, um, yeah, I would have been I would have been fine not doing that. But hey, I mean, everything McCarthy, all the buttons he pushed from the opening kickoff and all that just seemed to kind of work. So uh, it's not always going to work. It's not always going to work, but you, I think yeah. you've got to remember the times that it does. And so, therefore, you know, when criticism flies out and it flies around, at least you kind of can put it all in perspective. Yeah, speaking of McCarthy, 
there's a specific play that was designed that he did in the third quarter that I haven't seen exactly that way. Lipke. It was like it was like a swing Lipke. screen. Yep. It, never that seen thing that. Was cool. There was. I've never seen that either. You talking about when Lipke's out, out in the flat, and then I think they threw it to was it Pollard or was it Rico? It was Dowdle. It was uh, Dowdle. Yeah. It, was, it was like a swing screen. Like I, I've never seen that. Lead. I've never seen. That was cool. I know. Was cool it, play. I was the same way, and I was like you in the press box. I was like, you know, I, I sit next to Todd Archer from ESPN and uh, and Derek Eagleton, and I was kind of like, did you see that? I mean, did you see that? And everybody's you know in that third quarter working on tweets and all that stuff, and Derek charts every play, and I was just like. Anyone else see that? So, Joe, thank you for seeing that. That's cool. I know other people saw it, but I just thought it was so unique, too. I, I'm, I'm with you. So, great. Great call. Thanks, Joe. Um, Brendan Aubrey, yeah, he's been he's been outstanding. And I found something out. I'm not sure. I'm just going to say it. I, I don't, it's not a big deal. It's been two weeks. So, I was told, because the one, the one thing that's kind of making people a little bit a little iffy on, on Aubrey, other than the fact that he's a rookie and he hasn't really done it, is, of course, he did have a really bad extra point kick in New York. I found out that he didn't kick a, a, a K-ball on that play. It was supposed to be, you know, all you're supposed to kick. They have the K-ball. They, you know, they scuff them up for an hour and, you know, and, and, and get, them, get them nice and right to punt and kick and all that. If it didn't matter, they wouldn't do it. Um, because it was an interception or, or fumble return by Igbenogany, which that was a K ball, they just rushed out and threw another ball out there, and he kicked that wet in the rain, regular football, hard as a rock. That's why it looks so bad. No excuses. You should be able to make it, but again, they wouldn't do it if they didn't if if it, if it didn't matter. So I don't know if he gets a little bit of a pass for that, but when I found that out, I was like, oh. All right. Well, I feel a little bit better about that. All right. Kurt in Arkansas, the next caller. Yeah. Hey, Nick. What's How up, you doing? Kurt? Good. How are you? I'm, I'm great. It's a little humid down here, but I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I think everybody needs to relax about the red, red zone offense. Yeah. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah, I, I agree. It's been two games. It's, you know, one game, right. one game that it wasn't exactly. fine and one game that it was. So, I mean. Exactly. Yeah, I, I and I was wondering if you think uh, Tyler Smith will be back this week. I do, I do think he'll be back. Um, I think he has a really good chance to play. He was, you know, he's been doubtful for two, two games, and then now, you know, it, it should trend this way, especially with the, with the hamstring. Um, you know, he's he's able to move around a little bit. I'd like to see on Wednesday. Well, I'd like to see him practice. Actually, that's what I would like to see. But if he's not practicing yet on Wednesday, I want to see him running with the cords behind, you know, with the trainers. Um, you know, it, when he can do that, then then he's close. And he might be doing it now. We just don't really see that. I, I would think he's probably trending in that direction. And everybody that's talked yesterday, uh, Mike McCarthy, Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones, they all have very optimistic thoughts about Tyler Smith playing. All right, let's go to a text question from Mike. He's in Boston. Said any situation where you can see the Cowboys holding Tyler Smith out until the 49ers game just to be safe, or they get them in a game before to get some work. Um, I, no, I don't think they hold him out for that. He needs to play. I mean, that, that this this is especially if an offensive lineman. 
offensive linemen need to play. You don't hold anybody out for for anything. I mean, you got to win the division. I mean, you you've you've got to you got to do the things you got to do. You got to beat you got to beat these teams. You know, um, yesterday the last caller. Uh, called in and talked about the 49ers game. And I kind of, you know, made a joke about him pole vaulting and skipping these two games and all that. Um, you know, I I get it, though. And, 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 and Mike from Boston's doing the same thing. I get it. This team knocked you out of the playoffs two years in a row. And, and we want to see how good this team is. Um, and I don't think people feel like you're going to find out against Arizona unless they played poorly. Then, then that would, you know, then, then they'd be like, well, maybe they're not that good. But you're not going to really find some things out about this team until you face someone that you know is good, and that's the 49ers coming up. So I understand. I understand. I probably went a little too hard on the guy um, yesterday. But, you know, so it's easy to look forward. And fans don't have to be focused like the players do. Players need to be focused. But but I, I'm just trying to point out that when a lot of people keep talking about a game that's looming, then everybody hears it, everyone sees it, and and you can't blame the coaches and players if they if if they're not you know thinking and focused on 100 percent on what they need to do too. So it kind of goes both ways. I don't think you hold anybody out until that game. Offensive linemen need to work together. All right, Curtis in Oklahoma. What's up, Curtis? Hey, uh, thanks for letting me call in. I appreciate it. Just Thank a you. few things that I wanted to comment on. Um, the first one being I'm just so impressed with Mike, Car- Mike McCarthy's play calling and personnel. Uh, one play I wanted to point out in particular, Deuce Vaughn was in, and mm-hmm. he like motioned to the right and then swung him back around to the left. Right. And Dak got the ball and like shoulder shimmied to the screen play, mm-hmm. and it, it drew the defense up. And boom, he hit C.D. Lamb for like a 20-yard gain. Right, um, right. It just completely fooled him, and it was amazing. Uh, good use of personnel. The second thing I wanted to say was, you know, I'm not too worried about the red zone stuff. I mean, you got 15 points. Uh, the rookie got some great needed work. Two touchdowns, that's only 14. So, I mean, you know, right. I, I'll, I'll take it, uh, you know, driving the ball to that part of the field. And then the last thing that I'll say is, um, man, I'm just – there's a there's a saying that they've been using. It's like a French saying, like car, "carve omni." I, I know I'm butchering it. I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah. um, Dak has said it a lot. And man, just like there's no more Aaron Rodgers. There's no more Tom Brady. Um, you know, I kind of see it as like Patrick Mahomes. I'll give Jalen Hurts the nod, and then Dak Prescott in that elite quarterback level. Um, and he just really has a chance to go seize uh, the league right now. And I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. So okay. um, I appreciate it. I'll hang up and listen to the rest of the show. All right. Thank you for the call. A um, lot of lot of love for McCarthy. I mean, and 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 that's good. We talked about it a lot yesterday. Um, his his phrase for the season is uh, "carpe omnia." Didn't really butcher it that much. It, um, "Carpe omnia," sees everything, and um, you know that's that's what. You know, maybe he calls the game that way too. Um, it, it's it's kind of interesting though when you think about it because he's getting kind of I wouldn't say criticized, but there's some some skeptics out there about the way he's calling the game. Is he being too safe, too conservative down the road? Will it come back to bite you? Will he change? You know that that's the big question. And and you can look at that. You know what it sees everything. What does that mean? You know, um, is that does that mean you're going to go for everything? You're going to go for all the points, get the most points you can possibly get. So then you'd be a, attack, 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 and forget the field goals. Um, or do you say 
I'm going to take exactly what, what they're giving me. I'm going to just take the points all the time, which is what he's done right now. I think, I think guys know how to adapt within the game. There's a game in front of you, and you coach it. This week, it's this way. Next week, it'll be another. And so that's what I think he's doing right now, and I think he's doing a good job with that. Um, I never really said this on the air before, but it's starting to get to that point. Like, and, and I get it. Lists are fun. We do a show. We, we do a, a story, you know, rank them where we're at top 10 and all that. I just, I don't really care about the quarterback rankings. I hear it every day. I hear it on the radio every day. You guys talk about it. And it, because it just at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. It doesn't mean where, where someone's opinion of where Dak is in relation to Kirk Cousins or anyone else. It just, it doesn't matter. You got to win the game. I mean, back 10, 12 years ago, did it matter where Roethlisberger was ranked or where Eli was ranked? I mean, they, they won some Super Bowls. I mean, Romo was always kind of in that, five, you know, six to 10 range the Rodgers and, and Matt Ryan and all those guys. I mean, but it just didn't matter. It didn't matter. Even if he was number one, it wouldn't have mattered because if, if you didn't, if you don't go and win. So I, I, it's a, it's a fun argument, I guess. It just, it's one that never will end and, and no one will really be right about it. And I think Dak is good enough to lead this team to where they want to go. I think he is good enough um, because you've got, like I said yesterday, you got to have something amazing they have that. They have that with the defense. And so at that point, if you have something amazing, you've got to have a really good offense and a really good quarterback. And I think they have that. I think they have a really good offense and a really good quarterback. So uh, I think he's good enough. All right. We got a lot of calls here. We got to get to Irwin in Denver. Irwin, what's up, bud? Hey, good morning, Nick. How you doing? I'm good. And you? Good, good. Hey, I got a question for you. Uh, I was listening to Talking Cowboys this morning. Uh, they were okay. talking a little bit about Michael Gallup and his lack of production. Uh, Isaiah Stanback was saying that he didn't think that he was quite back, and he didn't really know if he was ever going to be back. But my question to you is, if, if that's the case, and the Cowboys know that, uh, why aren't they developing or creating plays specifically for Gallup and kind of use them like San Francisco uses Debo Samuels? And because uh, he seems like a real big receiver, real physical, just wanted to get your thoughts. Hold on, on. are you saying? Uh, did I hear you correctly? Use Michael Gallup like like Debo Samuel? Yes, kind of like that. Use some plays like that, jet sweeps, just some power stuff. That uh, I mean, you see Debo Samuel's kind of doing those kind of plays, and Michael Gallup just seems like he's a real physical kind of receiver, and just seems like he would be able to do stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, thank, thanks for the call. I don't, I don't know if I see him that. First of all, I don't see another receiver really like Debo. I, I just in the league. I don't, I don't. He's special because he's special. I mean, he he is he is a, he could be running back, he could be receiver. He's a little bit of both. So I, I don't. There has there isn't a lot of players in the league like him. I know it's a copycat league, but you gotta you gotta like copy him, the player. Um. I really don't see Michael Gallup that way. I, I see him a little bit more on the lean side as a receiver. Um, I don't think he's as physical as he needs to be. There's been some times. I mean, there was an interception last year against the 49ers where, you know, you, he, he kind of let the, the corner go underneath him and all that and fighting for the ball and all that. Now, he's a great, he, he's great at contested catches, great on the sideline. 
I, I think this is a product of the offense. I don't think Dak cares who gets the ball. I don't think Dak has a fantasy football team either. You know, I don't think he he's trying to get the ball to somebody. CD was open a lot. CD's the best option that they have, and he he was the guy. Um, I thought yesterday. I mean, on Sunday, I thought you know Gallup, not really a decoy, but he just wasn't their best option. There will be games. Their their teams are going to take away or try to take away CD. They're going to do that. It's going to happen. Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks will get op- opportunities to make plays. Um, I wouldn't worry about it just yet. Um, but you know, I think he's a solid number two, number three, whatever you want to say. He'll get his opportunities right now. Teams haven't proven that they're going to take away CD and make an effort to do that. Once that happens, you'll see Gallup get a lot more opportunities. I don't think this will be an issue just yet. All right, uh, Kyle at McCord Air Force Base in Tacoma, Washington. Kyle, what's up? How you doing, St. Nicholas? <laughs> what's up, bud? <laughs> Nothing much. Um, I got a statement and a quick question for you. Okay. Uh, Michael Parsons is that dude. Yep. I don't know if you've already noticed that or not, but yep. we already know that Michael Parsons is that dude. He's that guy. Um, so when we play San Fran, I'm looking ahead a little bit, but I just want to know, do you think that our O-line healthy with um, uh, Tyron Smith, everybody, Tyler Smith, do you think that we could stand up if we went five wide? Because you're just talking about taking CD away, maybe Michael Gallup not there, say putting Deuce Vaughn out, or maybe you having CD in the slot, something like that. Do you think that we could stand up against their D-line, our O-line, compared to their D-line? That's yeah. my question. Yeah. Um, you have another comment, or is that it? Are you done? Oh no! I mean, well, the other comment is I, I love the new show. Thank you. Um, and uh, and I do. I can't wait to see what this season brings us, sir. Awesome! Thanks a lot. Appreciate that, Kyle. Air Force Base in Tacoma, Washington, McCord Air Force Base. Appreciate that. Appreciate what you do. Um, the the Forty Niners. I mean, you know, I, it, it's inevitable. It's happening. People are, are going to talk about, it, and, and that's okay. I'm not gonna not gonna be that guy. Um, getting into that matchup, um, you know, it, it'll be, it'll be different, you know, it'll be a different game plan, obviously for them, uh, the way that they, they rush the way, you know, that they have some elite pass rushers uh, there, of course, Bosa, um, but also just how physical they are. So, um, you know, I, I think, I think it'll be, it'll be one, but you just have to be balanced though. You, you're going to, ha- you're going to be committed to the run. You're always going to be committed to the run. What they like to do with the, with the, the, the play action and the boots, you don't do that if you don't run the football. So I don't know if the game plan is going to be that different. Um, they, they just have to have weapons. That's the key is you have to have throw as many weapons as you can. That's, to me, why they lost against the 49ers in the, first, uh, in the playoff game last year. When Pollard went down, they just didn't have anyone other than CD. They took CD away. Imagine that. Teams d- decided to, to do that. He still had a good game, but but they, they put a lot of focus on him. They got to have other guys. Brandon Cooks has to be that guy. Um, Rico Dattle and Deuce Vaughn, I mean, they have to be that, that guy. The tight ends as well. So, um, you know, when it gets there, you know, that that's – that's what you know. That's what needs to happen. But I'll say this: a lot of people are saying their next test, their their toughest test, will be that game, and I don't agree. The, to me, the Cowboys have to show the consistency to be able to put teams away and beat these teams that they're supposed to beat. So the test for me is being four zero when you play the 49ers, making sure that you go to Arizona and, and, and you take care of business there. You beat the Patriots. They have a really, really good, great head coach. Um, say what you want about their talent now. 
It's going to be an emotional game as well. Zeke coming back and all that stuff. You got to be able to be focused. If this team is the team that they're supposed to beat, it's it's not going to be how they play the 49ers. It's are they 4-0 when they play the 49ers, and that's why they got to get through these games right now. All right, I can't even keep up with the calls here. Um, Tom in the Bronx, New York. Tom, what's up? Hey, Nick. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Good. Uh, question for you regarding Mozzie Smith and his potential impact on OSA, you know, with his yeah. uh, the production he's been having. And on that same note, has Trey Lance's arrival had an impact on Dak Prescott? I'll hang up and listen. I don't know about that. Thank you for the call, Tom. I I, I don't think an impact on, on Dak. I think he's, he's playing well because this offense, I think, kind of fits his style a little bit, takes some pressure off of him as well. There's going to be games, though. He has to go win the game. It, it will happen. It just hasn't happened just yet. Uh, I don't know if Trey Lance being here has really affected any of that. I, I That would be one for him. But he's not going to say that on, on you know, on camera. I, I don't think so. I, that's just my, my gut feeling. I, I think he's, you know, if, if things like that bothered him, then he wouldn't be where he is right now because he gets more criticism than any quarterback other than Romo. But, I mean, that's just the nature of the position and the nature of this team. Dak gets criticized for everything. Um, Dak can't go out and have a game like Josh Allen did against the Jets. He can't do that. And when he plays – pretty well and has a really good stat line and his team you know kicks the Jets ass that's not the the lead story on it's not now if he would have played you know poorly and they and they lose then yeah you're you're looking at the quarterbacks the next year's draft class and that's what people are going to do that's just Dak can't win when it comes to that um I think now I don't know if Trey Lance is affecting Dak but I, I would say drafting Mozzie Smith Maybe that has lit a fire under under Osa Odigizua. Something's working with him, and I do think I do think playing next to Micah Parsons it, it helps. But I, I don't want to take anything away from what Osa is doing. Uh, he's been really good. The best thing for him is that he shows position flex. He's played some on the outside. He's able to move around. That's the thing when you have Micah. If Micah's going to go all over the place, that means the guys that play there also have to go all over the place. And he's done that. And Osa's one of those those guys. He can slide him to the outside. He's made him two sacks this year from the starting out the defensive end position. So really, really impressive the way he's played. Um, and he's it's his third year. The light bulbs kind of come on for him. And just another another really good, strong defensive player that they can move around a little bit. So been really good. All right. Uh, we've got Ryan in Michigan. Ryan in Michigan. Hey, Nick. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Real great. Hey, just a couple things here. Love the show. Thank Two you. shows I can't miss is Hanging with the Boys and Now the Storyline. Awesome. Awesome. But, um, Thank you. So, you're welcome. My question is, you know, we talk about McCarthy and his, his uh, red zone offense there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had the two scores, two touchdowns in the first half of that game. Is that correct? Right. And then we move into third. He was obviously feeling comfortable enough where he was settling for the field goal. Is this a, maybe a, a case where he just didn't want to show his hand? He don't need his best red zone plays in this situation, feeling that the game might be in hand at that point. And uh, I guess I'll hang up and yeah. listen to your thoughts on that. I think so. I think that that's part of it. I, I, I think I think the number one thing is 
you know, the Jets aren't gonna aren't gonna drive and 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 do anything here. They're 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 probably not. The the only way that this is gonna happen is if you have a turnover or something kind of you know crazy that flips the field and changes all the momentum and all that. Just don't give them anything. Um, so you don't need to force. You know, you know, it's hard to throw down there anyways. Um, so don't don't give them anything cheap. Just keep running the ball. If you pop something, that's great. If you know, not just keep you know getting field goals. And I think Dak on the play, you know, Dak, Dak took a sack down there too, and and they got out of it because of a couple of penalties. They got lucky on that one drive where he got a, a couple of penalties on roughing the passer, and there was also a pass interference. But you know, he took a sack down there too that could have maybe affected them. You know, a longer field goal than it needed to be, and all that. So just be smart, and I think that's what he did. And also, I, I do think there's something to be to be said for. I'm not giving you all all the tricks here, um, but. They were up thirty-three to nothing against the Giants two uh, two weeks ago, and they ran a, a, a run, you know, pitch to the outside for for Turpin. So you know that was one we really hadn't seen before. Uh, it's part of the game plan. So you know they they did that when they were up in the fourth quarter with a with a nice lead. So I don't know if McCarthy would even think that that was the case. All right, uh, we'll go with David in Fort Worth. David, what's up? Hey, how you doing today, sir? Good. How are you, David? Good man. Hey, I couldn't call yesterday. I actually had to like get some work done or whatever. Yesterday. Had to get work, but, uh, work, yeah, work, smirk. Exactly. This is exactly. work. I'm just kidding. I'm, I, I, <laughs> hey, I'm kidding. I, I, I do appreciate you guys. I know that this is a this time is is eleven o'clock in the East Coast and ten o'clock here and even eight in the morning. It's hard to to break away and call. So I do appreciate the guys that that do call. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, um, I'm I'm gonna have a little bit of a more passionate call today, man, because. I called Friday. I said that the score was going to be 31-10. I was pretty close, but I also mentioned that people were going to be freaking out about the offense. And I knew that because <laughs> I, know that, I know that the Jets' defense is good, man. I would say they're, t- they're top five. You know what I mean, they're yeah. very, very, they're very talented. The thing about it is they got tired. You know, they're going to get tired. I knew we were going to win. I, I honestly did. I just knew that they were going to get tired. That happened all last season. I want to shout out Dimitri in Rio Grande Valley who called yesterday and was mentioning that people that doesn't need to throw 500 yards. We don't need that. And I think, honestly, I know that you hate this analogy and I really do hate it myself, but it, it may help other people. I think that what we're seeing in the divide of people saying that they're satisfied or not satisfied is the difference in perspective when it comes to playing to win versus playing not to lose. And I know, Nick, I know it's the same thing. That's what I'm trying to explain to people. It's just two different ways to achieve the same goal. Exactly. We could have aired it out. We maybe Dak could have thrown for four or five hundred yards yesterday, but he also could have thrown a couple picks. And we could have played conservative, which we did. But that also could have came back and bite us to bite us in the butt. Luckily, it worked out in our favor. We got a dub. I suggest everybody to just kind of relax and just take it, you know, take it as it comes. And I and I, you made a point earlier in the show. I was kind of like upset because I was trying to get through, but you made it before me. I agree with you. Four and zero is the test. Yeah, San Francisco is great. We want to get there. It's awesome. But 4-0 is a test because all the great teams, when you look across the league, you see, all oh, that team's going to steamroll the team. Right. One of the criticisms that the Cowboys have had last couple seasons is, oh, they play down to their competition. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we don't do that this year. Let's right. continue to vote. Let's continue to vote teams out. Let's continue to do great. So appreciate yeah. you taking my yeah. call. Good Feel call. Yes, sir. Good call, David. Um, I, I appreciate that. I say good call because he's he's got the same points as me. Um, but no, I, I, you know, let's let's also point out that the Cowboys have been twelve and five two years in a row. As I watch 
highlights of them beating the Bears uh, last year. I mean, a game like that where you're supposed to win and, and you do and you take care of business and all that. Um, and so they they haven't really been playing down to the level of their competition that much. I mean, 12-5 and five is a very respectable record two years in a row. Um, look at Philly last year, though. I mean, Philly, you know, they had some close games, but they, they won a lot of them. They were stacking wins, and that's that's what you can't, you have to do. You can't slip up, uh, especially when you know one of the best teams in your own division is in the league, which is Philly. I mean, 12-5, and five, they went last year, but they weren't they didn't win the division because because they because Philly didn't struggle in those games like that against a Jacksonville or or, or whatever. Um, so I, I I think you're right, and, and also about the you know playing to win, playing not to lose. It it is the same thing to me, and people will will argue all day long about that. But when you run the football and you are conservative in the second half of, in the fourth quarter of that game. You are playing not to lose because the only way you're going to lose is if you make a mistake. If you just play sound football, they are not going to score on you. So don't give them anything. That's playing not to lose, which is also playing to win. That's it'll never I never will understand that, but that's okay. Um, Two two things can mean the exact same thing. We're going to take a break here on Cowboy Storyline. We'll come back and we'll answer some more um, phone calls and also text messages here on Cowboy Storyline. Be right back. Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home-gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't-been-here-in-years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection, and sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Cowboys Storyline. Got a few more minutes to go here. We're going to go right to the phone lines. Chris in Mississippi. Chris, what's up? How you doing there? I'm good. You on the road? You traveling? Yeah, I'm actually supposed to get loaded. 
I was going to tell you, um, you and Brad and Babe, y'all got to quit announcer jinxing us. <laughs> What'd they Between, do? Oh, they, um, Brad said something about, oh, Dak hadn't thrown any incompletions. Very next threat, throw. Incompletion. Yeah. And then you and Babe both said something about them not scoring on us in two weeks. Yeah. And very next play, score. I'm just picking on you. Oh, I get anyway, it. No, man, I know. I did it. A, man, amazing game, dude. I, I can't I can't praise Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott anymore. Wow. And I just wish Clip the fans that. would. I, wanna, I, wanna, I just want to save that because it, it's fu- it's funny just how I, I appreciate it though. You, I mean, you, you're right. Keep, uh, keep going, but I'm just saying it's just it's just ple- it's just pleasant to hear uh, that because they they don't always get the praise. I can't. I mean, I've seen you know. I keep listening to these fans saying and announcers saying, "Oh, well, they're not throwing the ball deep. They're not throwing the ball deep." Well, people don't get it. Is that you want a Monday morning quarterback, then you need to realize that they don't have to do that right now. So right. why would you put that on tape? Mm-hmm. Wait until you actually have to, because if they have to start taking the intermediate and the short throws away from us, then the deep's going to be open. Yeah, People don't use their brains when they're talking about that. And I promise people, if you're listening to me and you're a Cowboy fan, I've been watching Dak since he was in college. Mm-hmm. I promise you he can make the deep throws and he can make them accurate. And he looks better this year than he ever has. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I I'm think just, he can. I think I'm I th- just ready. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that Chargers game because I can't wait for that vindication. For we're going, we're, wow. We. I, I got on there all the fans yesterday for for uh, and today uh, now about the 49ers. Uh, we're skipping that. Now we're skipping the 49ers to the Chargers. Cool. Um, well, I mean, no, we don't get to play the 49ers twice this year. Okay. I just I can't wait to put I can't wait to put Kellen Moore in his place because you look at what he's doing out there. He's doing the same thing he was doing here, scoring big and then can't finish at the end. I mean, he didn't learn how to finish wives here, evidently. So he might be the head coach at some point yeah, later in that. in that season. Um, you uh, have a great day. Yeah, man. you too. <laughs> um, good stuff. Deep, deep ball or whatever. I mean, yeah, they'll they'll um, they'll get there. Michael Gallup's gonna and Michael Gallup's gonna be included in that too. Michael Gallup's gonna gonna um, he's not forgotten. He, he's a he's a good he's a good wide receiver. Um, they they will they will find ways to get him involved, but teams are going to have to prove that they can take away CD. And um, the Jets did not do that. Uh, I would imagine that there'll be different game plans against them now, though. Or Corey in New York uh, is the next caller. Corey, tenth caller of the day. That's good. Corey, what's up? What's up, Nick? Love the show so far. Thank you. So I got I got two questions. I'll keep it quick for you. Um, the first one is. In years past, it seems like every time the the offense gets stagnant, and then right before half, we go into the hurry up and we go right down the field. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to see that a little bit more. What do you think about doing that at least? Yeah. And also the other one is uh, what the player from probably the Dak promo era that you thought was going to pan out a little bit better, and for whatever reason, his career was cut short. What player? I'll give you one, I'll give you pl- one of mine. Hold yeah, on. yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Patrick Watkins was a beast in Madden, <laughs> <laughs> and I just always thought this guy was going to be good. He was humongous. Thought he'd be a ball hawk, but it just never happened. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the thing for him, I mean, six five safety, you know, and 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 you're like, why, why weren't you a receiver, you know? But he, uh, yeah. yeah, Pat Pat Watkins, I mean, he's got some. You see, like Israel McQuamu, and, and I, I kind of think of him like that too. Um, just just the length that they have at, at that position. Um, what was the first question? The first part of your question, though. Um, now you got me thinking about other players, and, and I, I forgot the first part of your question. Um, the hurry up. The hurry up. Yeah. Here's the thing about last year. Th- thanks for the call, Corey. The thing about last year, too, is some of those interceptions that Dak threw were right before the half, too, um, of those deep crosses over the middle with CD. For the most part, though, Dak has got it dialed up. They do well when, they, when they're going in tempo. And I would like to see that a little bit more. I think you're on to something there. Not all the time. It kind of depends on what the last drive was. If If they get a three and out, on defense, relatively fresh, I could see maybe doing that. Because if that's the case, that means that the defense they're facing was probably out not too long ago, too. So you can maybe get them in, in a rhythm. But if, you're, if your defense just get, gave up a touchdown or a long field goal, I don't know if you want to go hurry up, bang, 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 doesn't work, you have to punt, now you're putting them back out there again. Um, so there's a little bit more to it than that. I mean, you, you kind of need to manage the game a little bit, but that's where... Having the the head coach as your play caller, that's why he can he can help Kellen Moore or whoever the offense coordinator is. He's just over there dialing things up. He's thinking, let's do this, this, and this, so we can move the ball. And and I think it's a little different when it comes from the head coach. The player that comes to mind that just had it all in front of him and and didn't do anything. I mean, I, I know I've said this before, but I mean David Irving, Dave, David Irving could have been an All Pro. I think I think he could have been an All Pro player. Uh, he just didn't want to be. And that's that's kind of the sad part is is he had the talent. He had the talent to come. I mean, I remember he got suspended for four games and and he was coming back from a, from suspension. I remember Tyrone Crawford, a guy that that had to work really hard to to be what he was. And I remember him getting interviewed and saying, "You think David Irving can come step in and and contribute right away after being gone for four weeks?" And he goes, "David could. David, David can. He's that kind of guy." Um, all the talent in the world, just football wasn't number one. Maybe not even in the top five. And that's too bad because he really, really was. He could have been a special player. All right, Bob in Rio Grande Valley is the next caller. Bob, what's up? Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. You know, uh, I was not disappointed uh, when uh, the Cowboys announced that uh, they decided to release Rojo. I, mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't think it had anything to do with his ability. I just don't think that the guy's moral character fit in with the with our culture. And I think that they're the Cowboys right now, and I want your thoughts on this, I think they're guilty of making a mistake that they made back when we first got Tony Pollard and didn't play him as much as we needed to. I think we've got a guy on the roster right now that could be that that second carry man at, uh, and really do a great job at it, and that's Hunter Liskey. That I watched some of his tape up there when he was at North Dakota, and I'm going to tell you what, that guy, he's more than a fullback. He's a halfback. He's a pass catcher. He's a blocker. He's got speed. He's elusive. Uh, I think you could I think you could line, line him up right now, and you'd be you'd be back to having a, a 
uh, Tony Pollard and a, and a Zeke. I want to know what you think. Mm. I'll hang up and listen to your answers. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not there to call him Zeke just yet, um, and I don't think that's what you're saying either. You're just saying that that one-two punch. Um, I he's intriguing, and he's so intriguing that that you know he he made the team on that fourth uh, th- sorry third preseason game. Um, he he made the team just showing some some things that he can do out of the backfield with the ball in his hands and as a blocker. And I think you're seeing it a little bit more each week. Last week, you know, the, or the first game, he, he he got some 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 reps. Second game, now we're seeing some different plays as well. He's down there on the goal line. He's he's doing. Uh, they haven't got the ball in his hands, you know, that much just yet. That might be coming as well. So. I think he just continues to to get work. Remember, he he did it at North Dakota State. That that's not the same level, um, but you know they have they have a great program. They have they have a great program. They 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 get guys drafted. Um, I believe Watson from Green Bay uh, was was there. You know too, along with the quarterbacks. So they 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 put out some some pros. Um, he's working his way into there. I think I think he can be. Uh, that guy, I really do. I, I think he can be that player. You know, um, going back to going going back to the caller before about players that didn't, you know, that you thought were going to be a little bit better and and just didn't work out. And I said David Irving. You know, another guy too that I thought was going to be a star and and it, it just didn't work for him. It was Julius Jones. Julius Jones, his rookie year. You go back and watch highlights from that season. 2004, he came in the second half of the year. He was dynamic as a running back. He had three games of 150 yards or more in eight in the final eight games of the season. Uh, and and I really thought his next year he was going to be he's going to take over. But that's when the first time we really heard a lot about high ankle sprains. We you know just just an ankle sprain before, but a high ankle sprain. And and I think Parcells. Even Parcells admitted it. He didn't really know the difference and understand the difference. He wanted him back out there. Um, and I think he pushed him out a little too early. Um, and, and, I, and Julius really wasn't the same after that. But, man, Julius Jones and another one, too, Felix Jones. Felix Jones was another guy that I thought would be a lot better. And, and when he was, he was pretty dynamic when, when he was healthy. Again, another case where – Football wasn't always at the top of the list. All right, uh, Allie in Florida is the next caller, probably the last caller. Allie in Florida. Hi, Nick. Congratulations on your show. Love the show. And if I had one wish, I'd love to see Jerry Jones win Super Bowl before the time is out because I love – I don't trade him for any ownership. He's been working so hard. Then I want to give you another perspective. I went to a game on Sunday. I live in Florida. Uh, I flew at 4 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. get into the game, went to airport uh, Sunday night. I had to catch a 5 o'clock flight. But it was so nice to see in the terminal, everybody was sleeping on the chairs on the floor with all the cowboy jersey all over the place. It was just like so surreal that you see like everybody tried to catch the next day. Yeah. But but it was a view that at least every cowboy punch you see was awesome. Yeah. That is that is cool. And and you when you win, you know, obviously you, you have that passion. 
um, and and you know here in Dallas, and that's where it should be. You know, and and it wouldn't have surprised me if you said there were a lot of you know Jets fans that are leaving or whatever. Because I mean, Dallas is a place where a lot of fans from other teams are gonna are gonna go. They see it on the schedule. It's easy. It's right in the center of the United States. You can fly in. Um, you know, and and it's a cool place to be. You know, the weather's gonna be good. Um, you know. And so it's it's always a place you're going to see a lot of the teams, but it's good when the Cowboys are winning. Um, you know, it's it's nice to see a lot of Dallas jerseys around, and, and, and rightfully so. Um, and and they, they, you guys are great fans. You know, you guys have always been great fans. Um, you know, we've been doing this for 25 years, and and we're always we have one of the the best um, you know uh, numbers in the league as far as page views, as far as video views, articles, all that kind of stuff. And and, and it's not because they've had a ton of success on the field it's because you guys are loyal dedicated fans that, that are just chomping at the bit to to win a super bowl and and get back there and it's just like the last caller said he wants to do it for jerry jones he wants it as more he wants as much as you guys do if not more so um we'll see if if this year could be different certainly looks good so far but we got a long ways to go we don't have long ways to go on this show this is end of, of the show today we'll be back tomorrow thank you chris beam i'm nick eatman we'll see you tomorrow on cowboys storyline This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?